Hey guys, uh, Jamie here. Unfortunately, due to some scheduling uh, difficulties, we've not been able to record a traditional episode this week. Uh, I uh, had a late night with the aliens last night, and so I was just really not, I didn't have time to watch Cloud Atlas, and, and, me, and me and all the baby Yodas, we were having too much of a good time. So you're not getting a traditional episode this week, but fear not, because... It's going to be a very special episode anyway, because uh, a few weeks ago, we recorded an episode on uh, a little known film called Elvis Has Left the Building. It was a bad film, not very good, really disliked it. But you haven't heard that episode because Alexander lost his half of the audio. Uh, and ever since then, he's felt very, very, very guilty. And he's always promised that he would make it up and he would he would somehow make the episode work. And well, given our scheduling difficulties this week, uh, what better opportunity for Al to do that? So what you're about to hear, uh, I, I haven't heard. I have. This might be absolutely terrible. I definitely have no clue how this is going to turn out. Um, but I had my side of the audio saved. Uh, so Alexander is going to try to fill in his side of the audio while listening to my side of the audio and somehow make an episode out of it um i i this is all up to al i i have no clue what he's going to make of this i the whole episode was an hour and 40 minutes so if you're looking at this and this is an hour and 40 minutes long be very impressed i will be surprised if this is longer than 30 minutes before al gives up um but uh we thought uh we can't after 70 odd weeks in a row uh, of consistent content we could not disappoint all of our dying fans by not having an episode released this week um but next week we will be back to normal and we'll be reviewing cloud atlas uh and me and all the i'll have recovered from my hangover with the aliens uh, and it will all be oh I, I ran out of steam oh this was all going so well anyway here's the episode welcome to our brand new show it's not that complicated so listen close we'll go through imdb reviewing all Tom Hanks movies, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hello, and welcome back to Master Hanks Theatre, the Hanks Bank Tom Hanks Detective Fiction Power Hour, presented as always by Summon Hanks and the Tom Hanks School of Typewriters and Sony Products Repair but we'll talk a little more about that later. This week, we return to an old classic, Honey, I Murdered the Elvis, in which everyone's favourite private dick, A.D.C. Gillespie, investigates the brutal offing of esteemed musician Elvis Presley, aided as always by his cheeky personal valet, Jamie. A.D.C. Gillespie is played in tonight's performance by Al Gillespie, whilst Jamie is played by Jamie from a couple months ago. Act 1. The podcast is afoot. It was a long, dark night in old New York. 
the kind of night that makes you take a drag on your cigarette, consider the storm clouds gathering ominously above you, and decide to go shoot some ducks. My valet, James, was playing a favorite game of his, where he pretended that we still hosted a Tom Hanks movie podcast, rather than a Tom Hanks true crime podcast. It always started the same. Hello and welcome to Hank's Fact, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon and with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. I sighed. Hello, Al. Did he not know that movies weren't cool anymore? That all people want from their podcasts was sex and violence? And no sane person wants to hear Tom Hanks' erotica? I put this to Jamie and in anger he made threats that disturbed me. I could just shave it all off and see what happens, but we both know I would look like uh, an adult baby. I couldn't shake the image of a naked, freshly shaved, giant, adult baby Jamie. Disturbing may have been an understatement. To calm him down, I asked if he would fetch us a pair of Tom Collins, my drink of choice. He would prove to be less than helpful in this endeavour, however. Jamie had a short-term memory and forgot where the kitchen was located. I tried to walk him through it to no effect. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go straight forward. I imagine into the wall directly in front of me. It was at this point that damn phone rang. The curse of being New York's most famous private dick. Murder never sleeps. you think I'd be used to it by now, keeping me in a life of relative luxury. Because of murder, I could afford my Upper West Side studio apartment. My small collection of warhols, and even more importantly, I could afford to keep Jamie on as my valet and member of my staff. Some might say I should have been grateful for murder. Not I. No, I wasn't afraid to say it. Murder was bad. Pick that up, will you, Loxton? Shut the fuck up, man! The nerve on that man. I picked up the phone myself. What was uttered across that tangle of copper wires would change me to my very core. Suddenly, white was black, night was day, conservatism was cool, and liberalism was the reserve of commies. Commies were hippies, fascists were concerned citizens, the death penalty, ha, that was how babies were made. I turned to my valet. Do you know who that was? I'm going to go for voice of Hanks. That damned serial killer. We have been pursuing Hanks, New York City's most violent serial killer for years now. On his bloody trail from killing newly engaged women, to people on their bachelor parties, to the beaches of Normandy. It was an eternal game of cat and mouse, only in this case the mouse would have made Ted Bundy quake in his flip-flops. I imagine you've got something? We've had word of another of his attacks. We fly to Memphis tomorrow. The next day, we left Brighton early. Jones insisted on bringing his microphone around with him so he could try and finish the podcast. Clearly, uh, I am relaxing more and more into this podcast and caring less and less. Uh, as I know, for many weeks, I did have a huge issue with uh, us starting the podcast immediately with references to previous podcasts just constantly alienating any new listeners uh but in this time of coronavirus we're not getting any new listeners so ah oh, fuck it yeah let's just do weird in introspective bits at the beginning of every single podcast the man had no respect for the sacred institution of serial killer hunting as this was 2004 
I did as any red-blooded man would, and I packed my travel bag with a blunderbuss and enough buckshot to take down a wild elephant, just in case we caught the mad vanity act. I took off my flap cap to wipe my forehead. Oh my god! Oh dear listeners! Oh, Al has been on the Zoom call with a hat up until now, and he has just revealed what I can only describe as a Peaky Blinders-esque fade. This is... Uh, oh, well, holy shit, what a reveal. For once, Loxton was under something. The night before, in the throes of my neonatal conservatism, I had shaved the sides of my head, all the better to feel the world around me, keeping no barrier between my brain and inspiration other than, of course, my skull. I'd have removed my skull if I could, but I had been reliably informed by a doctor that that was apparently scientifically impossible after I wound up in the hospital following my first attempt at removing it. Soon enough, Jamie began to talk about the aliens. There are aliens. One day, me and Alexander, back in October 2018, let's blast through this, we were bouncing around on a trampoline near Regent's... not Regent's Park, Regent Street. As he spoke, my mind began to drift. There's something about the gentle hum of an airplane that always sends me daydreaming. In my mind's eye, I recounted everything that had brought me to that point. My parents' brutal murder at the hands of my nemesis, Jamie and I's first encounter on board that alien spaceship so many years ago, my beau, Alyssa who had travelled to Memphis only five days ago to take part in her annual pilgrimage to the late, great Elvis Presley. If only she had known... Did I forget anything? My valet snapped me out of my dreams once more. Did you mention Warren G. Harding, my dear chum? I mentioned that. What about my murder of all the small baby Yodas? I did mention that! I mentioned both of those things! You weren't listening! I recognise that I did just yammer on for about two minutes and it's very easy to switch off when I do that, but I did mention both of those things! A sharp man, that Jamie. If only he could have possibly known what we were due to encounter when we landed in Memphis. Now, a few words from our sponsors. Are you sleepless in Seattle? Try Somenhex, the only sleep medication endorsed by Hanksbank. Somenhex, your bed'll look as comfy as a cloud. Atlas. Warning: side effects may include the uncontrollable urge to download all of Hanksbank's podcasts, watch all of Tom Hanks' movies, declare war on IMDb, murder a bunch of baby Yodas, pay a prostitute to sleep with a donkey, think you'd survive the Normandy landings. Instantly age into a dad, write apology letters, forget the location of Piccadilly Circus, and resurrect all of the baby Yodas you previously killed. Hanks, your battle look as comfy as a cloud. Atlas. Tom Hanks does not endorse this product. Act 2. He killed Elvis and my girlfriend? We landed in Memphis at 3.15 in the afternoon and were promptly escorted by local PD to the crime scene. What we saw there, dear listeners, it was a horror show. Dead outside local Denny's was Elvis Presley and my partner, Alyssa. How could this have happened? Elvis had died years ago, hadn't he? What was Alyssa doing here with him? And how could this be related to Tom Hanks? Jamie settled down in front of the crime scene, pulling out his microphone 
once more. I'm recording. Of course he was. This was how Jamie managed to reconstruct murders using his mind palace, narrating to his imagined audience the events that had taken place. Overwhelmed by grief, I was of little help. Normally, this would be when I would give some film context. However, <laughs> I have an admission to make. We have a very special episode today. Uh, maybe we should have mentioned this up top. Uh, I've not seen the fucking film this week. This was new. What could he be talking about? Um, so, uh, the, the, what we're reviewing this week is Elvis Has Left the Building. Uh, a film from uh, 2004, directed by Joel Zwick, uh, with Kim Basinger and John Corbett. Elvis Has Left the Building, huh? Interesting. Jamie had a weird knack for managing to connect anything happening in the real world with some Tom Hanks film, like Abed from Community, but Cockney. You say you haven't watched it? So we have decided that uh, Al is going to tell me about this film, uh, and then I'm going to review the film. I'm still going to give my, my scores, but it's going to be purely based off what Al tells me. The man could not focus on the case for one second. Did he really expect me to watch a Tom Hanks film at a time like this? I asked him what he thought the cause of death could be. Uh, we all, I know from my uh, murderer friends that uh, their famous ploy is to buy dresses off Facebook as their, as their ruse. <laughs> Jamie had murder friends, I hear you ask. Well, huh. One doesn't hire a valet without a murky pass. You never know when it may come in handy. So, you think that they were lured here to buy a dresser inside the Denny's? And then, what, Hanks got them? Do you think he announced himself? Yeah, the, the, um, the amount of murders that have been squashed by a man accidentally saying, I'm a murderer, it's just... Uh, it's, it's, it, you know, the, the murderer's game really didn't step up until Facebook Marketplace became a thing. You're right, of, of course... Had he announced himself, Alyssa would have fled on sight. Though I couldn't speak for Elvis, naturally. The presence of the king perplexed me. He had died years earlier. How could he be dead again here? I asked Jamie to take a closer look. That would leave you to run the podcast and, oh goodness, uh, much like a drunk toddler, I couldn't allow you uh, such responsibilities. He was mad, throwing accusations around wildly. Looking back on the case now, I regret allowing him to take LSD while on the flight across. It was at this point I realized that Jamie was too far gone on his trip to be understood, but perhaps there had been a grain of truth in his madness. To find Hanks and put an end to this crime wave, I would have to go into the belly of the beast and watch Elvis has left the building. But not before a message from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by the Tom Hanks School of Typewriters and Sony Products Repair. If you're looking for a new direction in life, why not dedicate it to the most noble of pursuits? The painstaking repair of products most people don't use anymore. Get hands-on experience with all the greatest hits, including the Corona Typewriter and the Sony Walkman. Next semester, will be taught entirely online. These will remain the same. Act 3. Al reviews the goddamn movie. I sat there, alone, approximately 23 hours after finding out that my girlfriend had left this world, watching Elvis has left the building. I had made my way to the nearest movie theatre and bought a ticket for one. 
I left Jamie at a Buffalo Wild Wings to think about what he had done. The film was pure madness. In it, Kim Basinger travelled across America, accidentally murdering Elvis impersonators, including one Thomas Jeffrey Hanks, before winding up with a guy from my big fat Greek wedding. When I first saw him on screen, something in the back of my head chimed. If only I had listened to Jamie's podcast ramblings, I wouldn't say the movie was good, but it had a certain je ne sais quoi, a vibe that I could groove with. The two charted courses, from Memphis to Texas, and then, logically, to Nevada, Las Vegas, the sweaty city. That was it. They had him. He had been too predictable in his cruelty. I left swiftly from the, for the Buffalo Wild Wings and found my compadre wallowing in self-pity. I told him that I had watched the film as instructed. Naturally, as he always did, he asked if the film contained boobs. Oh, how many boobs? Two whole boobs? That's so many boobs! One, one boobs, but two boob. Two boob equal one boobs. This is booby math. Clearly, he was still coming down from this trip. I needed him to focus. If I could just put one final piece of the puzzle into place, we'd be able to catch this monster once and for good. Jamie, focus man, how long a drive is it from Memphis to Texas and then to Las Vegas? You see, Loxton had a mind like a sat Sure, he had his foibles, but the real reason I kept him around was his pigeon-like sense of direction. Uh, Memphis to Texas to Las Vegas is a 26-hour drive without traffic. It's 1,745 miles. America is so big. However, Alexander, sorry, I do need to add that this route does have restricted usage or include private roads, and unfortunately your destination is in a different time zone. Ha. Huh. Private roads were not going to be an issue for us. I phoned up the local PD. We'd be needing a jet to take us to Las Vegas. On the flight across, I made sure to call the Texas Rangers, who confirmed to me that they had found three more dead Elvises. Sadly, there were no more girlfriends of mine for Hanks to kill. Alyssa had long been the only woman for me. Jamie spent the journey across dropping some more acid and insisting that he was going to quit his job and become a small-town farmer. This, despite his anaphylactic allergy to nature. When we got off the tarmac at Las Vegas Airport, I knew one thing. This time, it was personal. We made straight for the one place we knew that Tom Hanks would be. The Las Vegas convention for people who enjoy dressing as Elvis. We found him at the gates holding a hostage. Jones was perplexed. Hanks? Here? Why? He had already killed Elvis. Elvis was dead again. What more harm could he do? You see, Jamie... We were wrong to begin with. Can you not see what's going on? Uh, yeah. What, what do you mean, if you can't see? Everyone can't see, Alexander. I'm the only person in the world that can see. And I'm sure you've also realised by now that, as in Elvis has left the building, Tom Hanks has never murdered Elvis. Instead, he is living out his darkest fantasies, repurposing Elvis has left the building for his own twisted game, but this time with himself as the lead. Ha! <laughs> cried out Hanks. You got me this time, dick, but you'll let me flee. And why is that? I replied, hand on the blunderbuss swung from over my back. You're gonna let me leave or she gets it. And with a flourish, 
he pulled out a small, seemingly random Elvis from the crowd. What's one more dead Elvis? I cried. Even if she's the love of your life? No, it couldn't have been. But with his trademark flair, Hanks tore the wig off the Elvis, revealing her to be Alyssa in a moustache. Sorry, Dick. She whimpered. Hanks started back up. I've rigged this whole place up with explosives, Gillespie. Either you let me go with a girl, or this whole building is gonna go up in an inferno. He had me, and my girl. I had no idea how she could be still alive. I had stood over her dead body. What madness was this? You win this time, Hanks, I said, dropping my gun. With a cackle, he grabbed a cab and fled out of sight, the love of my life, in tow. This had been my greatest defeat. I turned to Jamie, asking him what we were going to do next. He lay a hand on my shoulder and told me something that I would never, ever forget. I've got some fucking pumpkins to plant so from me jamie and my co-host al that's one more ep in the bank. Hanks bank this podcast uses music from lion free music on their youtube channel the song there is film noir background instrumental it also uses the song noir number one by music by pedro also from youtube thanks to both these people for their royalty free music it is much appreciated uh, the theme song for Hanks Bank comes from Ollie Savage. Go check out his stuff. And, of course, Hanks Bank is edited normally by Jamie, which is why normal episodes are better than this. Join us next week for Cloud Atlas. I'm sure it's going to be interesting as we figure out whether or not Tom Hanks is actually meant to be playing an old Asian man in this movie. Hanks for listening. I can't remember how Jamie ends this. Hanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hanks, Hanks, Banks. Thanks. Yeah, Banks. Exit theme tune.